Okay, welcome to Finding Your Motivation, brought to you by Leader Speakers, where results last a lifetime. What does Leader Speakers do? Well, Leader Speakers sponsors the show, uh, most importantly. And uh, secondly, what we do, I shouldn't say secondly, what we do. Most importantly, um, Leader Speakers is a public speaking and uh, presentation skills training company. So if you're nervous about public speaking or you want to be more effective, we're the, guy, we're the uh, company to take care of that for you. In any case, I have got a great guest on tonight. <clears throat> His name is Norman Plotkin, correct? Yeah. I wanted to get that right, even though it's right in front of me. <laughs> you just never know what some vowels may, how vowels may throw you. Um, in any case, he's a health and wellness, mindfulness and spirituality, hypnosis, hypnotherapy, and it's many applications. What would you call yourself? I'm just a regular Joe. But, <laughs> With a lot of talent. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I spent 25 years as a, as a lobbyist and working in state. Oh, that's health. right. And then, you so, did. so my, my identity was largely wrapped up in uh, being, you know, public policy consultant and lobbyist, but uh, I ditched all that. And now, now, you know, I would call myself a mentalist, you know, because life has uh, taught me to, to use the power of my mind in order to succeed and to overcome and to adapt and adjust. And so I now help others use the power of their mind to work through the things that challenge them. And boy, are these challenging times, are they not? Boy, you're not kidding. Wow. That's interesting. So does <laughs> this question here, and you know, being a speaker, I was looking for a little side gig about six months ago and there was a company that wanted to hire me <clears throat> to go around and do some speaking and you had to learn a little hypnosis to help people lose weight and quit smoking <clears throat> i thought that was pretty interesting but so in, in in that vein does hypnosis really work if you wanted to okay explain that i can't make you do anything you don't want to do and people pay me good money and still resist me because change is difficult. Now, you can learn to hypnotize somebody in a weekend course. But that's not what I do. I do hypnotherapy. And I attended a college of hypnotherapy in Los Angeles, which is a nationally accredited school. And it's really applying, you know, hypnosis is just like the carrier uh, and, and the vessel of the work that I do. So, you know, Freud started with hypnosis. The problem was he wasn't very good at it. And he was authoritarian in his Germanic way. And, and people would do things that he was criticized that the people were just trying to please him. And they weren't sure whether, you know, the hypnosis worked. So he created uh, psychoanalysis where he, you know, tries to get people to overcome their issues consciously. And he just like positioned himself behind so they can't see, you know. Uh, but, um, you know, change is difficult. And programming is entrenched. And so if your subconscious mind is afraid of change and you're going to resist change because the behavior developed for a reason, it, it's an adaptive or maladaptive response to an experience that you had. And so then it becomes part of your programming or has been since childhood. And it's really what about an experience that happens in adulthood. Well, like I said, then it becomes part of your programming. So what happens is like your inner protector is going to step in and create some kind of behavioral response. And it might be maladaptive, 
but the subconscious mind is afraid of the whatever that threat was and continues to be afraid of that threat. And so we'll hold on to that behavior. So, you know, you don't have to learn how to ride a bike over and over and over. The subconscious mind retains that knowledge and allows you or shift a stick shift or whatever. So the same thing is happening if you have a if you have a fearful experience then the subconscious mind creates an adaptive or maladaptive behavior in response. It's going to hold on to that. And the person who did this to you may be dead or the circumstance never going to be repeated again. But the subconscious mind and its fear of that pain that it experienced will hold on to the behavior. How do you get rid of that behavior? Well, that's what I do. What, uh, you know, there's different techniques. Um, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, when the trauma is, is really, really severe and difficult, we do things like, you know, following the law of opposites, you can't be relaxed and, and anxious at the same time. So you take them into a deep uh, hypnotic state, a trance state, and you bring up that experience and let them see and feel that it can't hurt them anymore. And then you let it go. You bring it up, you let it go, you bring it up, you let it go. It's called circle therapy. And, and what happens is the subconscious mind realizes it's no longer a prescient threat. Sometimes, sometimes I'll have them uh, put, I'll, I'll, I'll hold up their arm and I'll have them put all the pain, all that, you know, all the pain, all the, all the you know, it, the fear, everything, put it all in your arm, you make it stiff, stiff, stiffer, stiffer. I get all parental, stiff as a rod. And then, so they're out here like this and I'm like, let it go. <laughs> And you can just see them slump. And so lots of different little techniques to help people release the things that they've been holding on to. Well, what if something just happened recently? I had a little thing that happened to me, not a big deal, but <clears throat> um, I wasn't, I wasn't really myself. I, I sort of, uh, I was in this experience and I just, you know, the thing sort of got in my brain a little bit, <clears throat> but I'm not sure it's something very traumatic. Trauma can be a bitter disappointment. You don't have to see someone die in front of you to be traumatized. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So, you know, here's, here's the thing. I, uh, I recommend in my first book, Take Charge of Your Cancer, The Seven Proven Steps to Healing and Recovery, to make a list of your traumas. Write down things that have been traumatic in your life. And then ask yourself, have I processed these things? Because these are the areas of, repressed and suppressed emotions and that will come back to haunt you. Wow. Huh? Yeah. Well, I really haven't had any big dramatic things happen in my life, but um, I just should have been a little mo bit more, I would say, uh, um, I can't even think of the word. A little bit more proactive than I should have been. I was sort of a little passive. Let's put it that way. So, yeah. So it's a learning experience, and so you know, ask yourself, what what's the lesson here? What what am I supposed? To, what's my takeaway? What am I supposed to learn from this? Right. Gotcha. Okay. That way, well, that way you turn it uh, you turn it into a positive from a negative. How do you turn it into a positive from a negative? You ask yourself and reflect. What's what's oh. the let, let me learn it quickly and move on to my next embarrassing moment. So, <laughs> well, we don't want to spend all the time on me. We got an audience out there, but so can anybody be hypnotized and talk about that? Yeah. Anybody uh, who wants, anybody who wants to be now, will I lose control if I'm hypnotized? And that's the biggest fear. And the, the thing that I 
to you know try and help people resolve right away uh, because they've seen the stage shows in Vegas or the state fair or television there are people bark like dogs and quack like ducks and you know <laughs> chickens and the whole and right things, right so they they're worried that there's going to be a, a loss of control but when you're when you're in my office in a clinical setting, I put you in the chair and you recline and you sit back and relax. There's no, you don't do anything. You sit back, you're along for the ride and you, you just go into deep, deep relaxation. If anything made you uncomfortable, and I, you know, I share this in the pre-induction speech, but if anything made you uncomfortable, you could open your eyes and stop and say, stop. And we would stop. Right. You won't because it's going to be the most relaxing thing you've ever experienced in your life. But it's important that you know that you can. Everyone, you know, that saw the movie Get Out, you know, they're worried that the woman tinkles the teacup and the guy ends up in the sunken place. And that's just not the way it works. You know, Hollywood takes just a little bit of its artistic license. And, and right. hypnosis and hypnotherapy is a real easy mark because until recently, it was all anecdotal. We couldn't tell you why it worked or how it was working. But now we have functional MRIs and, and other uh, uh, imaging devices that can tell us what's going on in the brain when someone's in hypnosis. And so no longer is it the anecdotal or the power of the hypnotist that's making uh, suggested changes. And now we know that, um, and this is, it's, it's, it's difficult for the evidence-based community to fully wrap their arms around, but uh, now we know based on research out of Stanford, Dr. David Spiegel, there's research in the UK, the UK, far more penetration of hypnotherapy into gotcha. the population than here in the US, but, but we know, so we can, we can accurately describe what the physiological changes are happening when you're in hypnosis and why it works. So what does science say about hypnosis? Well, science says that, um, and, uh, you know, recent research there's, uh, has demonstrated that there's a drop in the activity in the dorsal anterior cingulate. Uh, it's part of the salience network of the brain and the a context decoder. Uh, or in layperson's terms, it's a part of the brain that alerts you to what you should be paying attention to or what you can ignore. And this part of the brain, which fires up when there's something to worry about, actually calms down during hypnosis. And then a second change was observed in the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex, the part of the brain where you plan things and carry out routines, and the insula, a part of the brain that helps regulate body functions. So <laughs> these two parts of the brain began syncing up in their connectivity, like altering blood pressure and heart rate. And this suggests that during hypnosis, the brain intensifies its connection to the body. And we can see evidence of this when the hypnotized individual experiences a slower heart rate and rhythmic breathing, with a likely corresponding decrease in blood pressure. So th there are physiological changes going on and the parts of the brain that, that are affected um, are parts of the brain that you know, uh, control the executive function. Gotcha. This is really interesting. This is a lot more involved than I think I thought and a lot of people out there probably think. So what is... Uh, what is uh, what, oh, I think you just sort of described this, but what goes on to the body during the hypnosis? You touched on it, but. Yeah. So um, because, you know, again, people's exposure is to entertainment and whatnot, but uh, it's, it's a very powerful process. I mean, it goes back to the origins of humans. I mean, the earliest uh, medicine men and women used trance. Uh, it, it's effective. It's, uh, it's a belief system. You know, three things are needed for a hypnotic modality. Uh, you need authority, a doctrine or a paradigm, 
and they have to feel something. So let's look at a couple of common examples that people don't really think of as hypnosis. Lab coat and stethoscope, that's the authority. The medical books and medical school and the training, that's the doctrine or the paradigm. Do you feel something when you go to the doctor? Not a good place to have your blood pressure taken. You might be happy, you might be happy about the results. You may be pissed off that you waited an hour in the for a 10-minute meeting. Right. You know, you know, so there's a whole lot of emotional impact. So so medicine is hypnosis. How about this one? The uh the the white collar or the frock or the hat. Right. Know, um, the good book, any of them, the Bhagavad Gita, the Quran, <laughs> the Torah, the Bible. Uh, that's the doctrine of the paradigm. And do you feel something when you go to church or temple? Most people sing and hallelujah. And so religion is hypnosis. Gotcha. How about this one? How about this one? How about this one? Doctors Fauci and Burks, uh, virology and epidemiology. And are people feeling something as a result of that whole thing? And we won't say the word, but, you know, um, so that was hypnosis. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, really? Mass, <laughs> mass. Why, pardon me? Mass hypnosis. Yeah, really. Okay. Can hip now? Here's an important question: Can hypnosis really be applied applied to cancer? And uh, the answer is yes. I, I see. I see um, cancer clients uh, regularly, and of course, I've had cancer myself, and so. It was, it was kind of the thing that led me to, to explore, to ditch the, you know, the career in politics and to explore a whole new program is the power of the mind. And so, um, you know, there are studies that show the efficacy of hypnotherapy in the cancer setting from uh, reducing pain mm -hmm. to increasing the efficacy of chemo mm -hmm. to, to uh, relaxation exercises that, you know, to trusting your medical team, uh, you know, and then engaging your body in healing. And, mm -hmm. and uh, so there's, there's all kinds of approaches. I, it's, it's not a suggestion that you uh, ditch the medical system and rely on hypnosis or hypnotherapy itself. It's an adjunct, right? And it can be a very helpful adjunct. Um, so I guess your cancer led you to hypnosis. How did that, how was that? You know, I, I had never been hypnotized, but uh, <clears throat> as a, I was an analyst and a speechwriter and you know lobbyist, and I have this really you know uh, analytical mind, and it's always right. on. It was hard to turn it off, and so when I you see the thing about when you when you have cancer, it's it's the the toughest times not when you're at the doctor. It's at ten o'clock at night when you're at home, and the questions that come up, and there's no one to call, and and the walls start moving in on you, and fear. <laughs> begins to take over and fear is not a not a, a yeah it's not a good condition uh, mm -hmm. conducive to healing right so um i had had a friend who got out of politics and she opened a yoga studio and she took me through therapeutic yoga for cancer and uh, ayurveda and i learned about ayurvedic principles and my dosha and how to eat for my dosha mm -hmm. and my constitution which is pitta which is fire <laughs> you know wow yeah as it uh alcohol is not real good for pittas so you know it's like throwing gasoline on right it. But, um so i learned about that and the, the biggest thing is she taught me how to meditate and so that i could become quiet and still in those moments of fear right and so that was that was a big thing for me was to learn to meditate and so um 
learning to meditate and, and hip, hypnosis is, is just an extension of the meditation. It's just a little deeper brain, brainwave that, but they're, they're very similar. And so meditators are always really good clients for hypnosis because right. it's easy, easy to help them get into trance. So our, my co-host is trying to pipe in here, but says connecting to audio. I don't know what's going on. Doesn't matter. <laughs> She'll be here. All uh, right. Oh, yep. Hello. She's here now. There's Nicole. Hello, Nicole. Hi. Hi. So we How have are Norman you? Plotkin in here. Real interesting guy. One of the most interesting guests that I have had on the show because this stuff's really cool. So um, we are talking about, we're just winding up talking about the uh, hypnosis and cancer. And um, he had cancer. It led him to hypnosis. So we went through that story. Now, um, we are going to talk about another interesting subject, uh, tarot card reading or work or whatever. And, uh, I'm not even going to ask you, is it like palm reading? Well, is it like palm reading? I don't know. I am going to ask you. Well, I mean, there's a word, there's a word that ties them together and that's divination. And so it's kind of, you know, you divine some kind of understanding and both are avenues to that, but right. it's, it's so much more than that. You know, um, uh, you know, just a final note on that last question, which was, how did it lead me? You know, I, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. I had tried to get back to normal air quote normal. And what I came to understand in my spiritual journey that began with the cancer was that normal is what made me sick. And so that's why I went in a completely different direction. I, I shut down my business and ditched the whole politics and got the hell out of there and began. Oh, with, began looking for a way to serve others, not corporations and politicians and in, in a meaningful way. And, and so, uh, so this journey has led me, I believe divinely guided to, um, to my soul's purpose. And so that's, right. that kind of ties up. How did I get from lobbying and how did the cancer lead me away from that and into hypnosis and hypnotherapy? Right. So, and then, and then of course, the funny thing happened on the way to the Coliseum. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had a mentor, a psychologist who's written five books on, tarot and psychology. He did his doctoral dissertation on uh, tarot and how to use it in therapy. And he's a Jungian analyst. And, and so I learned from him uh, how, to, how, to, uh, how to read tarot and, and how to understand tarot and, and, and to how to use tarot sometimes in, in therapy as a therapeutic tool. Right. Uh, and so that's kind of, that's kind of I, I, I couldn't have learned from a gypsy. I had to learn from i'm just that kind of guy you know what i mean it's like nothing against gypsies you know what i mean but uh but i mean are there other gypsies around are there still gypsies out there oh yeah there's gypsies. i love tarot card readings i i love that uh i just think they're they're always really fun and interesting um now you said you're using it as a therapeutic tool how would you could you elaborate a little bit more on how you feel like it helps therapeutically sure so, um, you know, people come to me with a wide range of issues and it's rarely about the issue that they present with. It's usually something that's deeper. And so uh, in the exploration of the deeper thing, you know, because, because you know, mo most healers, uh, unfortunately, and I'm not trying to slam anybody and it doesn't matter the modality, but most healers, uh, are pressed for time and they look at the symptoms and they treat symptomatically and the it's much better if you can go for cause 
because otherwise it's like playing whack-a-mole. If you don't get to the cause of, of the issue, then you're going to put a bandaid on the symptom and we'll be back to talk about it again. So, so oftentimes it's about helping people understand their experience and the meaning of their experience and to understand who they are. And so that the tarot cards are always right. And really, yeah, really? And yeah. Now what I can't makes give, you think that? Well, I can't give you lottery numbers, but if you ask me an important question about your life and uh, I'm going and it's, and it's going to be a very seemingly random uh, process by which I shuffle the cards. And my mantra while I'm shuffling is uh, wisdom, passion, and surrender. And so I'll be shuffling the cards and saying to myself, my, my uh, mantra, and then I'm going to ask you to ask out loud the question. And then I'm going to have you cut the cards and then I'm going to fan them out. And then I'll, then I'll usually, if I'm going to do like the Celtic cross spread, I'll tell you uh, as they're fanned out, I'll have you um, in response to me telling you the position of the card to pick one that speaks to you. And then I'll go through each of the positions on the Celtic cross. And then I'll take the stack of cards that you've chosen. So you cut the deck. You chose these cards, and then I'm going to lay them out in the Celtic cross and turn them over one at a time for uh, perspective on your question. And so there's something about the connection to your higher self, to the universe, to the collective consciousness, that inevitably people choose the cards that are right, that are right for them. And as we turn them over, there's always an amazing response when people are like, oh my gosh. And so sometimes I get people who say, that's the same thing I, the last person who read for me said, I'm like, stop asking that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't have any tarot cards near you by now, right now, do you? <laughs> of course I do. Maybe we should do <laughs> one on air. <laughs> Uh-oh, I'm getting worried now. <laughs> Steve, you can you can start. You can be first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. I'll do it. I'm game. <laughs> okay, let me uh, let me do a quick shuffle here. Wisdom, passion, surrender is my mantra while I'm shuffling. And you think about a question you want to ask the cards. We're not going to do the full ten card Celtic cross. We'll do like past, present, and future, or um, or okay. known, unknown working for, working against, and what is needed now. So we can do either the three card or the five card. By the way, just getting back to the uh, subconscious and the hypnotherapy, yeah. I think if you've got something in your unconscious, it's an emotional thing, you can get angry and get that out, can't you? Well, yeah, the whole goal is to get it out. So um, anger is uh, like drinking poison and hoping the person who made you angry dies. Because Well, you know what I mean. I mean, get that, get that bad and get that emotion out yeah well here's what i teach people is that because if the emotion makes you uncomfortable you people suppress it and push it down into their gut and it'll come up and bite you later so right let, let, go ahead be, be angry be angry right. get angry yell in a bag okay now i decide i'm not gonna be angry anymore see now it's not repressed now it's not unresolved you got angry and you let it go and people who are able to do that don't end up with cancer and don't end up with diseases because the disease, the cancer, these are all unresolved repressed emotions that you haven't. And so, cause people are so afraid to actually feel their emotions, feel it, 
don't go berserk. Don't, you know, don't. Right, leave, right. You know, don't. But if it comes out, it comes out. Let it come out. Step into the closet and scream. Whatever. Cry. Let the freaking tear roll down your cheek. It's hot and it's warm. It's yeah. existential. Let yourself, you know, you know what I mean? With yeah. Bottling, bottling that stuff up. I, yeah, it was like there was something I should have said to somebody one time and I didn't. And uh, now I've got a little little thing going on there. Okay, so you're going to ruminate it on it until, so what I want you to do is write a letter to that person and say what you meant to say, uh -huh. and, then, and then say, I forgive you and sign your name and don't send it to them. Take it out in the backyard and light it on fire and give it to the universe. <laughs> That's actually a really smart comment because they, you know, they, I've, I've heard of people and I've done this before too, where it's like, if you're feeling something really emotional, like never act in that first moment but find a way to express yourself but well you know like it wasn't you know it wasn't it wasn't a bad <laughs> thing like that it was just one of those little things like you know you just should have said something that you didn't not not a not a big anger thing but just something to express your emotion yeah it wasn't yeah so that's right so nicole to your point there's a space between action and reaction a space between stimulus and response and in that space lies your power and so you get to decide what kind of human being you're going to show up as. So I teach people that love is their birthright and it resides in your heart center. It's opposite is fear. In any moment you can choose love or fear. You can't be in both. Mm -hmm. Love gives rise to all positive emotions. Fear gives rise to all negative emotions. And so what I tell everybody is in that space, gather yourself up, bring love into your heart space before you react. And when I, you don't have to be a doormat to have love. And like, I can tell you, you know what you just said makes me uncomfortable. Please don't speak to me that way, which right. is so much better, which is so much better than shut the up. You know, right. what I mean? so one is love and one is fear. I didn't even have to bleep, yes. bleep that. I I've self-regulated. <laughs> Unless As you're in New York be. City in the heart of Manhattan, then it's welcomed, you know. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, most people appreciate it when I like, like, oh man, I trust you. You can you can drop an up bomb. That's that's you're a real dude, right? So here's what we're gonna do. Uh in a moment, Steve, you're gonna tell me your question and then I'm going to wave my hand over this spread of cards, all right? And then you tell me when you feel to stop and I'll pick that card and we're gonna do, we're gonna do it four times and I'm gonna tell you what the, what the card is. So first, you're gonna tell me your question. Then I'm going to tell you start, uh, start and then you tell me when to stop and the card that's under my finger when you do, we'll pull that up and I'll tell you the next one and then the next one and the next one. So there's four spots. Does it have to be a real question or a hypothetical one? Well, I mean, you know, only you will know. Um, but uh, I mean, we yeah, it needs, it needs to be real. And you know. Okay. All right. So will I have a successful meeting tomorrow with this company that I'm thinking about doing business with? Okay. All right. Will you have a successful meeting with this, com this potential company? All right. So... Actually, they're going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to, they're going to coach me. It's going to be a, they, they're a lead producing company anyway. So right. they're going to so work it, for me. Yeah. Will it be successful? Yes. So, um, all right. So the, the, uh, the first one is um, the known, and I'm going to tell you in a second to, that I'm going to start and you tell me when to stop and I'll pick that card. So the known start. Stop. Next is the unknown, start. Stop. 
Next is working for you. Start. Stop. Next is working against you. Start. Stop. Actually, I'm going to change it to Thursday. That's when this was supposed to be. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Okay. That's when the meeting is. I have one tomorrow, but I want to focus on the Thursday. Gotcha. Will the meeting be a success on Thursday? All right. And so the first card is the known. Uh-oh. <laughs> says the death. Known. And it doesn't mean you're going to die. It just means it's the death card. It's number 13 in the deck. And it's... Um, uh, it's the universal principle of loss or dissolution and release. It's also, though, transformation, uh, death, rebirth, completion, reincarnation, um, termination, end of the line. So um, it just means that if, you, if, if it is a success, it'll be because you're done with the old and you're ready for the new. Oh, okay. All right? Yeah. Okay, so here's the unknown. The Hierophant. Yep, spirit. Hierophant or whatever. Yep, Hierophant. And, uh, and Hierophant is just a priest. And so uh, the unknown has to do with a spiritual teacher or teachings and uh, human ethics, values, community, and spiritual needs, a guru, a psychologist, a spiritual authority. It's the capacity to walk a mystical path with practical feet. So that's the unknown. So there's a spiritual component that's a, a wild card in this in this question all right, right. so just, just be thinking on a higher plane mm -hmm. working for you renewal the well <coughs> it's the healing waters of salvation renewal so that working for you is the ability to um to re renew and to, and again, so it's another rebirth. Um, uh, it's replenishment and um, uh, nourishment, medicinal rites, purification, resurrection. Right. So, so working for you is that, you know, this is going to be a new approach. This is going to be a rebirth for you. Working against you. <laughs> the devil. Oh. <laughs> Man, look at you. So there's the death and the devil. So working against you is um, uh, this is uh, deception and delusion, uh, humor and mirth, the shadow side, um, not the Christian devil, but Pan, the Greek god of merriment. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of titillating the senses and sensuality and intoxication and, and consciously courting the senses, like living it up. So um, so working against you is, you know, I would just you know, be cautious about uh, the potential, um, although on one hand it's merriment, on the other hand, it could be intoxication and, you, you know, drawn in, you know, drunk on the. Right. On the so that would apply more to this meeting I'm having tomorrow because I've already talked to these guys before and that's yeah. exactly how I felt. Okay. So just uh, be be careful. Be more like the hierophant, yeah. the spiritual guide, and and, and grounded. You want, you want to ground yourself before going into that. So now the fifth card is derived from the numerology of the cards that we've chosen, and it's what's needed now. 
So we've got 27 and five is 32, 42, 45, 55, 60. So six and zero, the six card is what's called for. And the six is the lovers union. It's the art of relationship. It's the integration of opposites, true context for wholeness, union of masculine and feminine passion and compassion. So what's needed now is for you to really be deft about your navigating the art of relationship. In general? No, with respect to this meeting. Oh, 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 yeah, okay. <laughs> Which, I mean, it sounds like you're stating the obvious, but you know, I didn't know what question you were gonna ask and right. I didn't know what card you were gonna choose. Gotcha. So, so sometimes it may seem, it may seem obvious, but the randomness can't be this, you know, this uh, counted. Well, let's go ahead and try Nicole now. Okay. Before we end the show. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. How specific do we need to get? I mean, this does air. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, I mean, you know better than me. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, when I read out and about in the community and stuff, and people say, "Well, what kind of club?" I'm like, "Well." Like he is the is he the one? Should I buy this house? <laughs> Should I move? You know, like these are the kind of life questions that you know people tend to ask the cards or you know meetings and the things that are important. Like Stephen's got you know this is going to mean okay. you know. So uh, we have a thousand and one questions. Usually life is complex and and provides you know plenty of plenty for us to uh, consider. So. Okay, I think I have a good way of uh, wording it by getting the point across. Okay, oh. how what will become, will a certain obstacle that I'm facing um, on March 29th, that it's like, a, it's a meeting as well, um, but it's it's been a very stressful <laughs> situation to get up to this point, and March 29th is like the culmination of it. Um, how will that meeting go, I guess, is <laughs> my question. Okay, so... Um... You know, I'm, the cards won't tell you how it'll go, but the cards can uh, give you, and you saw how it worked with Steve. It's going to give you the known, the unknown, working for you and working against you, and then and then what's needed now, all right? So, Perfect. So, um, so those are the parameters of what the cards can do for you with this spread. Like, I, you know, I, on really important stuff like that, and if we have more time, I usually do the Celtic Cross because it's going to tell you about you, it's going to tell you about others, it's going to tell you about the past. But, um, you know, this five card spread is uh, a good one when we have just a short amount of time. So will the meeting on the 29th, uh, uh, will you get past the obstacle of, that you're facing relative to this meeting on the 29th? All right. Yes. So I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm cutting. So there's a certain amount of my influence here, but the randomness nonetheless will, will come through when you choose a card. So I'm going to fan the cards out and... And then I'm going to tell you what the first question is. And then I'll tell you when I start moving my hand over the cards and you tell me when to stop. All right. Okay. So, ready? So the first question is the known, the known relative to this question. All right. So start. And stop. <laughs> that wasn't very long. And the corollary to the first question is the unknown. Ready? Start. Next is 
working for you. Ready? Start. Stop. And then working against you. Ready? Start. This is almost as fun as it is when it's done in person. I haven't had it done in person in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, um, it is, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's really fascinating. And what, and what you learn from it and what I learned from about people, like I, I've got, I've got this young woman, she's, she's a senior in high school and she just broke up with her girlfriend and she's like, it, nothing anybody says is helping her get past the, you know, and I tried ego strengthening and all of these things. Ego strengthening. Yeah, to help her overcome, you know, being sad over the breakup and whatnot. And so, um, so I, I pulled out the cards and I did a reading and to to allow her to see who she was. And she was blown away by how accurate the cards were in terms of showing her who she was and who she needed to be in this outcome. So uh, that's just one example of how I use it in, in the practice. So okay, so will um so will you become will you be able to overcome this obstacle that is represented by the meeting on the 29th so here's the here's the known what does it say life strength. force strength. strength life life force um, strength and so does that mean i'm strong <laughs> it, it means spiritual strength it's the feminine taming the instinctive it's chi, chi energy beauty and the beast gentle mastery the courage to take risks overcoming obstacles and patience. So see how bitching this is like, you know what I mean? It's like, you just, you said it was an obstacle. And yeah. so the, the known is your ability to overcome obstacles, your ability to, uh, your ability to uh, display gentle mastery. That's the known. So let, let that, well, thank let, you. Let that lift you up. Here's the unknown. Okay. That's the scary part. Uh, what does that say? Oh, the star essence. Yes, yeah, she good? got all the good ones. The unwanted. See, Steve's I'm, like, I want to redo. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Steve. Sorry, Steve. We pick our own cards. So if you don't like your cards, blame yourself. <laughs> uh, um, uh, the star is the unknown, and this is emergence into the light, being a guiding light, and as above, so below. The hermetic principle of correspondence. Um, uh, hope and self-esteem and becoming a star, a celebrity and natural intelligence, purification and healing. So this is the unknown. So allow this to come out in, within, in the context of this meeting. Allow your star, your essence to emerge. Um, allow your celebrity to shine. Don't hold back. Okay. All right. Okay. Working. Face adversary. <laughs> face, face it. Face it with, like the star that you are. <laughs> and with your strength and light force demonstrate gentle mastery here is working for you jeez the king what does that say underneath it though the, the ring the ring wholeness. Oh, the ring <laughs> the ring and wholeness this um this is working for you this is wholeness and conjunction cosmic union resonance eternality and a higher partnership self in its totality again what's coming through here is be yourself don't try and be someone else in this meeting. Play to your okay. strengths. Play to your strengths. You've got to be you all the way up the line. Light radiated from the ring symbolizes eternal wisdom and transcendental illumination. So don't, don't try and be anything you're not. They'll see through it and you won't fare mm -hmm. well. Okay? Be you. Be 
adulterated and unapologetic you. Okay. Here is working against you. I'm scared. The challenge, the chariot. The, the chariot, which is mm. challenge. The chariot and challenge is working against you. So, um, so this is taking charge, action, challenge, change, variety, victory over obstacles, master of language and communication, speaks to the masses, great expanse, triumphal nature. Okay, so be yourself, but don't come on too strong. Okay. All right. Don't overplay your hand. So what you want to do is be comfortable in your own skin, play to your own strengths, but don't overplay your hand. Don't overplay my hand. Okay. You see, does that make sense? Yeah. Don't push it, but stand okay. for stand up. <laughs> stand up, be yourself and play to your strengths of life force and, and manage your essence and, um, and, but don't overplay your hand. Don't make it more of a challenge than it needs to be. You see, because I think, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, what I'm getting here is that, um, by being yourself, you're, you're not, you're not gonna, you're gonna rise to the challenge. You're much better to be yourself in this challenge than to try and be something you're not because it'll, it'll come through now. So what's needed now is the numerology of the cards together. So I've got 24. 29, 31, and 8 is 39, 49, 54, 5, and 6. 56 is, and reduces to 11. And the 11 card is justice. Oh, that's good, right? Yeah. Balance, <laughs> alignment, adjustment, equality, poetic justice, taking control of karma, simplifying divine retribution and the scales of balance. So it speaks to the need to be balanced. Mm -hmm. It's an, an aligned, aligned with whatever the point of this call is and be able to make adjustments and find equal footing. Wonderful. All right. God, how did it get such crappy cards? That's unbelievable. <laughs> Am I screwed well, for life now? <laughs> we'll have to do a follow-up episode and find out no how kidding. this played I know, out. Right? I know you got the recording, so we'll know we'll know what we can uh, you know we can compare it to. But you know that they're they're not crappy. They were your cards. They were right. the, they were the cards that were called for in this moment. I told you they're perfect every time. And so if you take the meaning of the cards, I mean, some are more glamorous glamorous than others. I mean, I always love pulling the magician. You know. <laughs> Uh, magician is so much better than the devil, but, um, you know, and the people get fooled by the fool, the fool's the most powerful card because it's, you know, it's a tabula rasa. It's a beginner's mind, right. a childlike innocence that you can come and you can be anything. And so, uh, so, you know what I mean? It's like, it's just like when people talk about, uh, mercury retrograde, Oh, don't do any, don't do that. Don't do. It's like, don't freeze up in mercury. You know, you don't want to sign a contract or, you, you know, you want to be careful and thoughtful. It doesn't mean, you know, get frozen in, in action. It just means understand the energies of the moment and act appropriately. So your cards were what were called for relative to your question. And um, so just like I told you earlier, learn from it. What's the lesson here? How do I, how do I make the most out of this? Right. What about a, like a general life question? How Do people like ask, typically ask, how's my life going to go, generally speaking? 
yeah, I've had, they ask about how their kid's life is going to go about how there's life, you know, and, but that could be a self-fulfilling prophecy. It could be. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's true. Just like the placebo effect, the sugar pill works 30% of the time. You know what I mean? It's so, uh, sometimes, and that's why I'm mindful of how I, how and what I say to people. Right. Always encouraging, always, uh, recommending that they keep love in their heart space instead of fear. Always, always. And so, uh, that's what I want to be the self-fulfilling prophecy. Wow. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. The greatest gift I feel like you can give people is hope. Absolutely. Um, when, when my brother was killed in a car accident and I didn't, what, you know, I, I be, you know, suddenly I'm 24 and, and mortal. And uh, I had hoped that I could dedicate myself in his name. And it led to a whole 25 year career in politics and, wow. you know, I experienced some real highs during that. And then I'd like, I'd like to get another reading sometime. Well, you know how to get a hold of me. I do. I love to read and I always learn. And, um, I, 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 it's, you know, there's, there's lots to learn and to grow and to get perspective on whenever I read for oh. people, you know, the, the cancer opened me up to my gift. I know what I should have asked. Darn it. <laughs> Write it down. Anyway, we'll do it another time. All if right. I was meant to stay, I was, I was thinking about moving out of state. And so I was wondering if that was going to be a, that's a question I want to ask. Yeah. Well, you know how to reach me. Um, I, so let's do this. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pull one card, and it you know, so it's not some some readings are more powerful than others, and this may be powerful, but I'm gonna just shuffle real quickly, and we'll just pull one card and see what the cards say. Should I stay or should I go now? There you go. If I stay, there will be trouble. And if I go, there you go. Be and he pulled the Paris card. <laughs> Oh, oh Jesus! No. Okay, don't go to Arizona mean? or what Nevada, Death Valley, right? <laughs> that means the end of the old and a new beginning. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna interpret that as yes, you should go. <laughs> oh, so that's good. There you go. I don't have, <laughs> I've been time. getting all these weird cards here. It's time. It's time to let go of the old and to have a rebirth. I mean that. Like, you know, I mean, I, I always try and help people settle down when they see death and they see the devil and, you know, they got all these preconceived notions. See, that's that proves my point about the power of the archetypes that are reflected in the cards. Right. So you see the devil. I'm like, oh, God, I got the devil. Oh, God, I got death. I'm going to die. No, no, no. There's a, <laughs> large, there's a larger meaning in this. And, and with respect to your question, this is a perfect example. Yeah, you're meant to leave. It's the end of the old and a new a rebirth, a new beginning, a dissolution and uh, a re a rebirth so i mean if i if i were to take stock in the card that i pulled and answer that question in this moment i would say yeah wow this is a life-changing episode I love hey it. i didn't get to choose that <laughs> card though you just picked it i did i did but you know what i read for you once i feel you we is you know we may be three thousand miles away but um where are um, you located i'm in sacramento california okay yeah. So, you know, energy is nonlinear and non-local. We know that uh, with experiments about in the quantum field, we've 
you know, when we experimented to see if subatomic particles and materium were like light and have a dual nature of both a particle and a wave, when we tried to see if it was a wave, it acted like a wave. And when it tried, we tried to see if it was a particle, it acted like a particle and giving rise to what's called the observer effect. So, you know, we can affect things that are not next to us. Energy transcends locality. So uh -huh. anyway, that's my explanation of why the card was right, even though I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nicole, ask him another question. I want to see what he pulls for you. Ah. I just feel so happy and content with He's what looking I got. At him, though. <laughs> I don't know if I want to. I feel like happy. Um, oh, geez. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Does it have to be about me or can it just be about in general? Maybe something, you know, in general for like. Oh, it's got to be <laughs> yeah. you. Okay. Um I don't know. I don't know. I have to think about it, Steve. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, just ask a simple I... question like I did. Okay. Um, oh, yours, you wanted to move. Oh, okay. Okay. I got a good one. Okay. Should I've been thinking um, of adding an additional location to my business, uh, to my business portfolio um, and, and adding this location and doing some work there. Um, and I wanted to see if that is a, a wise uh, move to add that extra location. Are you still there? Oh, there he is. Oh, here we go. The world integration. So I'm guessing that's good, right? I mean, if you're trying to integrate a second and the card you got was integration. Yeah. On its face, it sounds, uh, it sounds and like, you know, reinforcement. Um, this is the universe, the cosmos, the mandala, the dance of life, bringing spirit into the material world. It's um, global awareness and a, an end to the original matrix perfection. So, I mean, if you ask if I should integrate a second location or an additional location, you get the card that says integration. <laughs> it's pretty solid sign to me. Perfect. Well, yay. This is the best Jesus. tarot card reading I've had. <laughs> All right. One more question. Should I play? Should I trade my options contracts in tomorrow or should I keep them? Or will they do good? Let's put it that way. Well, I make money tomorrow. How about that? God, if I get a bad card, I'm going to. Steve is like, I want a refund on my card. He's like, I want a new one. Yeah. I'll, I'll oh, geez. A decent one. Okay. I'll give you back double what you paid. <laughs> <laughs> so what does that mean? Intuition, the high priestess. So um, use my so intuition. Use your intuition. You know, you don't need to ask the cards. This is the inner goddess of the psyche. This is the keeper of subtlest knowledge and impressions of past experience. It's deep, intuitive knowing, equalizing opposites. So if you got an options, you equalizing opposites. You see what I'm saying? You're talking about an options contract. Right. Um, an options contract is the opposite of buying a stock, right? That's well, not the opposite, but it's but, got more leverage. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, so it's not a straight up purchase of a stock. It's a, it's a, it's right. Not, right. So 
So what I would suggest, given this card, is for you to sit quiet and still and close your eyes and connect your brain with your gut. That's what I typically do. Okay. Then the All right, thank card. you. Is the right card for you. Thank you. Well, got a good one. I just wanted to see. I was like, holy crap, man. Well, that first one, that's fine because that that is a weird situation. And that 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 pretty much marked it right on the money. Yeah. So I already know about these guys. You already know. So don't you don't get drawn in, don't get sucked in, don't get intoxicated, don't let them buy you drinks and negotiate yep. drunk. Right. Wow. Yep, that was accurate on that one. Because I met with a guy today that I'm meeting again on Thursday, and his is a little better. So. Uh huh. That was great. Now I completely see how you use tarot cards as a therapeutic measure. Like this is perfect. Yeah, and so you know, sometimes like people, you know, why did this happen to me? I get a lot of folks, you know, I get uh, middle-aged women who come in for weight loss. You know, it's that last 15, 20 pounds I can't seem, and, and it's not about the weight loss or the diet. It's about that they were molested when they were, people do terrible. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I, yes. I, see, I see a lot of stuff and I, and they never would have said it except I did a deep dive into their history. And I ask a lot of questions because that's the fertile ground for the development of, you know, maladaptive behaviors, wow. and yeah. pain, pain and suffering. So, all right. <laughs> anyway, I don't mean to end on a downer, although, you know, it's a good thing. It's a good thing because I help people resolve things that they've been carrying around for a long time. Right. Hmm. Well, yeah. Norman, it was a great show. Thank you very much for being here. We went way over our time because it was so interesting. But I think it's going to hold people's attention because it was an interesting show. One of the most yeah. interesting shows that we've had. So well, I appreciate the opportunity. Um, I had a business coach said, you got to start a podcast because I got 6 million followers in my mic. Listen, I don't want to learn to podcast in order to be a hypnotherapist. So she said, join podcast guests. And so now I'm once a week, I'm on somebody else's show. So I really appreciate your platform. There you go. Thank you. And I will send you a link. Beautiful. I'll, I'll get it out to my social. Okay, great. Thank well, you. thank you very much. We thank you. And um, we're going to wind up the show and we will. Uh, uh, Talk to you later. Thank you. Thanks again. Thank you.